um, it's very profitable. I want to read a quote here to start with. This is an excerpt from John MacArthur, one of his messages. And by the way, by the way, he wrote a book, I think, in 2011 called 12 Ordinary Men. Do you have that book, Kevin? I think I might have given it to you. And it's an excellent book. It just lays out the life of these uh, ordinary men. And as I'm going to say at the very end, they became extraordinary men for obvious reasons. Behind Jesus' training of the 12 are several fundamental facts. Number one, these men were sovereignly chosen by God. Number two, none initiated the idea to follow and believe uh, or become an apostle. Number three, and it was all God's planning. Jesus summoned those who he wanted. Number four, Christ reminds him that you did not choose me, but I have chosen you and appointed you. And number five, like the saints of old, Abraham, Moses, David, and Isaiah, and many others, they were chosen by God. And Ty, are you ready to read that for me, please? Yeah, thanks, Ty. There's also the account of the 12 in uh, Mark 3, Luke chapter 6, and then Acts 2 gives a uh, complete list. Um, This isn't, some things I'm going to say, most things are from Scripture, but there's some extra uh, facts from history that a lot of people have done a lot of work and study, and, and some have suggested that the approximate age of these disciples that were chosen was between 20 and 30 years old. And many, many, many say there's some as young as 16. So I don't know. I can't confirm that. But um, there were some young men. Only one was uh, married in a whole bunch, and that was, that was uh, Simon Peter. And it talks about his wife actually went on some, um, some trips with him as well. The call and the commission of the 12. And they received, as Ty said, power and authority um, from King Jesus. What did they preach? They preached about the miracles of Jesus, 
over 40 recorded. And in the end of John, it says, you know, if everything that Christ did was, was recorded, you know, there wouldn't be books to be able to, to handle what, uh, all the things that he did. His miracles, his teaching, he taught about his resurrection from the dead. Um, all this is based upon the, what we learn and what we're reading today is based upon the words of the apostles. These 12 men, and eventually one goes away, and then they add another one, Matthias, in, in the book of Acts, beginning of, uh, beginning of Acts. But everything that we are reading tonight, and everything we know about Christ and the, old, uh, the New Testament was because of these men, based upon the words of the apostles. Apart from the Gospels and the letter, we really don't know a whole lot about Jesus. Of course, there's some 1st, 2nd, 3rd century uh, historians that have written about Christ, but this is under the inspiration of Scripture. Uh, they are the ones who tell us about the life, miracles, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And um, you know, it's the Apostles' Doctrine, and, and uh, if you want to look at it on your own sometime, because of time, I'm not going to look at all these verses, but Acts chapter 2 lays out the, uh, the direction of the apostles, the apostles' teaching, the doctrine, the cause of the apostles' doctrine. And what was this apostles' doctrine? It was the teaching of the life, death, resurrection of Christ from the dead, his ascension into heaven. It's pretty easy. <clears throat> and these men took the gospel, the teaching of Jesus Christ, and I'm gonna, we'll talk about this a little later, and they took it to the, to the ends of the earth. And as we stand here tonight, we're benefactors of their, uh, of their calling. And, and the, the call seemed to be the easy part. When Christ called them, they immediately, and it says about Peter and John, and, and they, they immediately left their father, dropped their nets. But the, the learning of, about Christ for the three years, the tough part was the, to go forth and to send out. That's where all the difficult work and that's where the sacrifice of these uh, apostles took place. And they must have been really convinced that what they saw and what Christ taught them, and as we're going to talk about in a little bit, they all lost their lives as a result of this. We believe on Jesus through their words, apostles' doctrine. And again, I would encourage you to read Acts chapter 2. Chapter 2 sometime, because of time, we won't do that. Number three, who were these men, and what was their mission? Matthew 28, 18, um, I'm going to read that. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus said and spoke unto them, saying, All authority is given to me in heaven and earth. So here's the, here's the go. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whichever I have commanded to you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. So what were they supposed to do? They'd take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And they did. Uh, and as I said before, the call was the easy part, to go and take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And they followed the command, and they did what Christ told them to do. And by the way... Um, in the book of Acts, after uh, Judas was hung himself, they added a, a, a 12th uh, disciple or apostle. His name was Matthias. And um, let me just tell you ahead of time that <clears throat> when I start talking about the disciples, I'm gonna, most of the information is about Peter, James, and John, and most specifically just about uh, John and Peter. 
So I'm going to try to give you as much information on the other ones as well. But um, anyway, Matthew, or excuse me, Matthias in, uh, in Acts chapter 1 was uh, added to the, to the 12. And uh, I won't take time to read it, but Peter seemed to be the one who was in charge, and it came down to two men, uh, Barsabbath and, and Matthias. And they, they drew lots to see who, would, who was, who was going to be the, I'm not going to say the lucky one, but the fortunate one. And the, the lot fell on Matthias. And could, you, could you imagine how that other fellow felt? That he was, he was the one who was not picked? Um, we don't know whatever happened to him. There doesn't seem to be any historical record of him. But Matthias became one of the twelve. And we all know their name is written in eternity, not only in God's word, but ultimately will be in the foundations of the new, the, the new heavens new earth. The New Jerusalem. Let's meet these men. Oh, by the way, Matthias was picked out of, I don't know, it may have been 120 thereabouts, maybe more, maybe less. But any time somebody is picked, uh, Christ is already gone. So he had to meet certain qualifications. And those qualifications were very specific. And, and it seems to be that they had to be from the very beginning of, of Jesus' Jesus' ministry on earth, maybe even starting with his baptism, that Matthias was there. He witnessed all the things that the disciples did out of the out of the circle of the twelve, but maybe as a stand standing back and watching and observing, he was a follower of Christ. So that allowed him to qualify uh, to be one of the twelve. Let's talk about these men for just a few minutes. All the disciples, except for one, came from Galilee. Who can guess which one didn't come from Galilee? Yeah. <laughs> kind of interesting, isn't it? And they were all Jews. I had the stuff just kind of tickles my fancy a little bit when I think about what, who he picked and uh, the, the, just the group of people that he did end up picking. Could you imagine living in the day and age in which we live and Jesus was responsible for picking 12 disciples? What did he do? He picked 12 Jewish men. There's no diversity, there's no equity, and there's no inclusion in that group. What do you think would happen if he lived today? He, he would, you know, of course he would be canceled. Um, it's, it's crazy to think about. He picked 12 Jewish men. You, can't, you couldn't be more exclusive and uninclusive is what Jesus did. I think there's a good lesson there for us. I'm going to start here and talk about uh, the Apostle Peter. He seems to be the most prominent one of the twelve. He was given the name uh, Cephas or Stone introduced to Jesus by his brother Andrew. And and just another interesting side fact, uh, my problem when I do notes, I keep going back and adding little things that come to my mind that I think are, are curious observations. or uh, The apostles, there was a lot of nicknames among the apostles. Uh, Peter was, Christ you know, called him a stone or a rock. The, the sons of thunder, James and John. Um, and you had um, a couple others, but uh, in your life, and I know in my life, and my job and playing baseball and softball, People always had nicknames, and um, uh, 
you're known by that nickname pretty much for your whole career. And if anybody in here has, has been given a nickname, um, if you're still called by that, my mom, from her side of the family, she, her last name is Stacy. My dad's side of the family, and Rich and Linda today and her kids still call her Aunt Stace, which was her, her maiden name. And um, her homemakers group, her, they call her Stace. When we had mom's 90th birthday, we sent out invitations, and we put on her Dolores Sour. Well, some of the ladies who have known her for 50 years, who's Dolores? They didn't even know her. So mom's nickname, if you didn't know that, is, uh, is Stace. You know. So it's kind of some of the funny things. What was Peter? He was a fisherman, and he was called to follow Jesus Christ. Some of the things that he did, being one of the outspoken disciples, was uh, he walked on the water until he took his eyes off of Christ. And, of course, he, he sunk into the sea until Christ lifted him up again. He denied the Lord three times. I told Ty on the way over and, and missing the other kids. It's an interesting story in John chapter 18 where, G, where, where Peter denied Christ three times. And he was in an inner circle. Um, remember, John went to the, to the trial of Christ, and he knew the person at the door, and they let him in. Peter tried to get in. He didn't get in. So John goes to the girl at the door and says, hey, can you let him in too? And she let Peter in. And it's kind of funny because even in our lives, sometimes it's not what you know, but it's who you know. Just a little side story. Um, that Peter was, uh, was brought into the inner circle of the trial of Jesus Christ. Peter eventually lived up to his name, The Rock. He was uh, uh, preaching the gospel and when Christ ascended into heaven in Acts chapter 2. Uh, he was uh, one who stood up with the other 11 and, uh, and preached the gospel. Uh, Paul calls him a pillar of the church. Also with John and James as well in that verse. And that's in Galatians chapter, uh, chapter 2. Interesting that Paul, and Paul's not in this list, is he, as, as an apostle? But he is, right? He is an apostle. He's a sent out one. So uh, in, in, in eternity, Paul's name is already settled, but he won't be one of the 12 uh, whose, whose name is going to be on the wall of the New Jerusalem. But interestingly enough, he wasn't the only one in, in the New Testament was called an Apollos. Um, some of the stuff I read, some of the verses, maybe up to t- uh, 10, or other, 10 or 12 other men who were called apostles. Um, so anyway, just kind of a side note that there's 12 apostles that Jesus uh, picked, but then there's other apostles that we see in the New Testament as well, most specifically that being Paul. I think Peter and John were the dominant ones in most of the New Testament information about the apostles. As we go through here right now, just some of the other ones, uh, Andrew, who was the, uh, the brother of Simon, there's not a whole lot that's uh, written about him. Um, he was one of the first disciples of John the Baptist. Uh, he led his brother Peter uh, to Christ and said, we have found him. He was a fisherman. Um, called along with Simon. And then there's James, the son of Zebedee, uh, who was John's brother, always known as John's brother. For 40 years, 
as a pipe fitter. Guess what I was always known as? Ray's brother. That's how it is. You go on a job site and you introduce yourself, you're Ray's brother. By the way, it's got a good name. Good name. So Andrew is the brother of Peter. James is the brother of John. Fishermen, along with their father. And uh, they had obviously fiery temperaments. Christ called in the sons of thunder. And there's a funny, funny verse in Luke chapter 9, 54. It's kind of funny in a way that when Peter and, or James and John were in the city and they weren't accepted, they asked Jesus, can we call fire down from heaven and consume these, these folks? I, I just think that's, that's funny. And uh, James was the first apostle to be killed in Acts chapter 12. In fact, I think he's the only one mentioned in Scripture uh, of how they, how they eventually died. Everything else is from a historical uh, perspective. And I do believe in most cases it's pretty accurate. Um, and then we have John, also uh, James, the brother of John. They're the sons of Zebedee. Just an interesting side note. Uh, Zebedee is, is mentioned behind her names, and so is Alphaeus, uh, Matthew, and also uh, James, one of the James. And it's interesting because some, some say, and John MacArthur was saying, that Zebedee might have had some influence in the community. He might have been a man of wealth, talks about when his brothers or his sons left him, he was standing in his boats or the ship with his servants. So he might have been a man of means. I don't know. And, and somebody even suggested that he was known in the community. He was a fisherman. And how did, how did John get into the chief priest? Maybe it's kind of a funny thing to think about. Maybe they liked his fish. I don't know. Just a little side note. I, I, like I said, I write all these little things when I think about them. And then we have uh, John called along with his brother James, and along with his brother father, they were they were partners with uh, Peter in his business, and that's in the book of Luke. Um, but he became the beloved disciple who Jesus loved. He sat next to Jesus during the Last Supper. Uh, he was given charge and care of Jesus' mother, even though John or Jesus had brothers and sisters, and John was given charge. He was one of, the, one of the first to go to the empty tomb. Remember him and Peter race, and it says he beat, the other, he beat Peter to the tomb, but he let Peter go in first. I think he was scared. That would have been me. I'm not going in there. You go in there, Peter. Well, you know, Peter marched right in. And also he was recognized, recognized Jesus after the resurrection, and then um, these four, Peter, James, and John, or, or excuse me, these three, Peter, James, and John, became the inner circle of Jesus' disciples. Did anybody ever think about why those three were included exclusively in the inner circle of Christ? There were three things that they got to see that none of the other disciples got to see. Anybody know? Just a quick quiz. That's, that's one. And then where else were they? The garden. And there's one more. Yep. Jarius' daughter, they were there. Kind of interesting, isn't it? And in that account, uh, Jesus says to the group, he says, basically, get everybody else out of here. But he left those three come in. Um, th- that's an interesting question. It's, it's, a, it's a biblical mystery of why, 
why that happened. Maybe we'll find out someday in eternity. But those men were in the close inner circle of Christ. And then you have Philip. Not much talked about him. Of course, he was called by Christ. And he said, uh, you know, he was anxious to share his calling. He led Nathaniel, who's Bartholomew, um, to find Christ. And he said in John chapter 14, show us the Father. And Jesus' great reply, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Bartholomew is Nathaniel. Again, not much mentioned about him. And uh, said, can any good thing uh, come out of Nazareth? Uh, Thomas called Didymus. Anybody know what Didymus is? A twin? Whether he had a twin sister or a twin brother, we don't know. But if it was a twin brother, God called him. Christ called him and not his, and not his brother. After the resurrection, he required evidence that I will not believe you're alive unless I see, see your hands and, and see the, the scar on your, on your side. Doubting Thomas, that's another nickname. And, and after he was given the, the, the evidence, his reply, my Lord and my God. And then there's Matthew, the tax collector, also known as Levi. He's also called the son of Alphaeus. And so was James. Uh, don't really know, can't quite find all the information, but they possibly could have been another set of brothers who were in the disciples. And guess what? They were hated. Tax collectors were hated by the Jewish community because they took money out of the Jewish community, paid the Romans. Historically, they, these guys padded their own pockets. James, James, uh, James, the son of Alphys. James the Less. Um, why did they call him James the Less? Just a couple different theories. Maybe he was shorter or younger than James, uh, James the Greater. Um, possibly, uh, those are two possibilities, some others as well. But um, he was, uh, he, he's not mentioned anywhere else in Scripture other than in the list. And then there's um, Thaddeus, uh, also known as Jude or Judas. Um, not a whole lot revealed about him as well, but he did ask Jesus, when will you reveal yourself to, to the rest of the world? He's not mentioned anywhere else. And a nickname, Thaddeus is, is a nickname, and I, I think I, John MacArthur talked about this. He said that the name, the name means mama's boy. So, you know, maybe that's what the other called disciples called him he was a mama's boy they could have called him Cade and then Simon the Canaanite um, kind of interesting he was a political activist a zealot and these guys played for keeps they hated the Romans they hated anything about Rome and it was known historically that they would they would sneak up on a Roman soldier if they had a chance and, and kill him and one commentator I read said if they, Christ brought a tax collector who's hated by the Jews and a zealot who's uh, hated by the Romans together in one room. And at some point in time before the calling, if, if Simon had a chance to kill uh, Matthew, he probably would have. It's interesting how God had, or Christ has brought these individuals together. And then there's uh, 
is also, again, called the zealot, a radical party seeking to destroy Rome. He was one who was very passionate, courageous, and, uh, of course, willing to die for his cause. And then Matthias, who replaced uh, Judas Iscariot, who killed himself, is an amazing. In the accounts, when it says Judas Iscariot, it says the one who betrayed Jesus. For all of eternity, he will never escape that one who betrayed Christ. And for that very reason, he was raised up and brought into the circle of the 12. And one of the funny things about it is he was the treasurer of the whole group. And in fact, now he was, you know, stealing and ciphering money off the top. And uh, anyway, enough about him. Matthias, who replaced Judas Iscariot, and uh, also called um, Judas in different passages. Matthias was chosen, and I've already talked about in Acts chapter 1, um, when they did the, uh, it was almost like a gambling game. He had evidently been uh, with Jesus at the baptism because that was all part of the qualifications that was laid out to be an apostle, a replacement. You had to be there from the very beginning. This was a diverse group of men upon which to trust the continuation of Christ's ministry. And um, I've got a quote here. Twelve men were chosen by Christ, and they responded by giving up everything to follow Jesus. These were Jews, uneducated, and I have in parentheses, not stupid, but common and simple men. Ordinary, unrefined men who were fishermen, farmers, just common folks folks used by Jesus to influence the world for over 2,000 years. And, and we stand here today, and we are um, benefactors of their influence. They carried out the Great Commission. Christ told them in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Um, I do have that here. I think I already read that once, but I want to read it again. The Great Commission. And then these are from other sources outside of, of the Bible, um, talking about the 12. It said Peter, which we know traveled to Rome. That is in Scripture. Andrew, he might have preached in Greece. And um, James, the brother of John, uh, may have went as far as to India, and he was beheaded. He was the one that the only one, the disciple, that has a biblical account of his death. John spent time in Patmos. He's the only one who didn't die. May have, may have died near 100 years old. We don't know. Maybe have been responsible for starting churches in Sardis, Philadelphia. Laodicea, Thyatira, Philip, ministered in a, a Greek city, which is now in Turkey. Bartholomew said that he took the gospel to India. And Thomas also went to India. Um, again, these are all extra, extracurricular books that have been written, and many a people, not myself, have done this uh, interesting survey. James, the son of Elth, and we don't really know what happened to him outside of his work in Jerusalem. Thaddeus, mama's boy, said preached in Syria. Simon the Zealot took the gospel to Africa and, and some claim even as far as to Britain. Uh, and, and look at, aren't we all products of the gospel coming to the United States because of uh, the British Empire. Matthias took the gospel to um, 
to Damascus. And then ultimately, every one of these men, except for John, as I said, they gave their lives for, uh, they gave their lives for Christ. We don't know how they all died. Um, some, they say, were crucified. Peter and Andrew, Peter maybe upside down, and then Thomas was maybe thrust through with a sword. Those things, they don't really matter. Um, but they died. But their story went on. The doctrine of the apostles went on. And we have it here today. Just in conclusion, there were 12 men called. What did they do? 12 men learned from Jesus. 12 men went out to all the world. 12 men paid the ultimate price, saved John. But he was not treated very kindly. 12 men changed the course of history. Um, Built upon the foundation of the apostles as uh, Paul talks about in the book of Ephesians. And these 12 men will be immortalized for all of eternity. Revelation 21, particularly verse 14, talks about their names will be on the foundation wall. And last of least, these 12 men, ordinary men, became 12 extraordinary men. R.C. Sproul says, and I'll end with this, only those chosen and empowered by Christ himself or apostles established in one generation to get down in writing their apostolic authority in the New Testament. And so we today are under the apostolic authority as the words and teachings of the apostles And this is the teaching of Christ. You are dismissed.